Welcome to my podcast, Transform with Lisa Masters, stories of business, birth and life. I work with women all over the world to recognize their own personal worth and how to live a life aligned with that worth. On this podcast, I explore stories of business, birth and life. Listen and be inspired by how the work these women did on their journey transformed their entire lives. Let's dive in. Barbara, originally from Brazil, shares how her powerful first birth experience led her to become a birth educator and doula. She wanted women to know the lessons she had learned that had helped her navigate the hospital system. But as time went on, Barbara began to witness and hear so many birth stories, especially from foreigners like herself, which made her realize the education course she was teaching wasn't enough. This coupled with her doula work and attending births in hospital began to take its toll on her mental health. Barbara knew it was time to make a change. Hear how she decided to walk away from her thriving birth education business to start offering the type of work with women that really lit her up. If you would like to find out more about Barbara's work in Brazil and her birth support for women who don't live in their homelands, please check out the show notes where you'll find her contact details. Hi, Barbara. Welcome. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about this really exciting transformation that you did with your business and kind of all the things that led up to that and then what it looks like today. Can you talk to us about how your journey into birth work started? And then, yeah, let's hear about how it changed along the way. Yes, thank you. So I'm a birth worker. What I do now, my main goal is to help women like me. So who, you know, women like me, what does it mean? Foreigners, you know, birthing outside their homeland. And I help them to achieve the birth they want and show what is possible. A lot of us, we don't know we have options. You know, love to show them, you know, the possibilities and uh, how many options are out there. And it's possible to have a good birth. That's the main thing, you know, especially um, I came from Brazil and the cesarean rates, they are one of the highest rates in the world. So um, I work with a lot of Brazilians and when they come here, they just think that's how it is. And I love to show them that that's not how it is. You know, they, they can get way better. Coming here as in coming here to Australia. Yes. Yeah. In Australia. Yeah. I, I work with women overseas as well. There are Brazilians, you know, in Brazil who comes to me and um, things are changing over there a little bit. But my main type of women that I work in Australia are uh, women whose um, English isn't the first language, just like mm. me. And before we sort of move on to a little bit more about your business, can you talk a little bit to that? What do you think is going on for women who are birthing in Australia who aren't from here? There is a lot of things they are not told there's a lot of racism in the system as well. And that's something they're not aware of. And because the, the way it comes here, the way it happens here, it's very different. In back home, there would be very like rude comments, you know, and they do that. They, they scream at women during birth. And when they are treated differently here, sometimes with sarcasm, sometimes with racism, they don't understand that because it comes smoothly if I can say that is it more like a, a bit of passive aggressive kind of yes behavior yes. yeah right yes. so it's not overt exactly yeah you said really right it's exactly how it is 
a lot of times they come to me because they know, you know, they just actually, they don't know. Sometimes they feel there's something off there. And they come and they say, well, you know, my care provider is amazing. She's so nice to me. But then they say, well, but she's pushing you to do this and that. She's done something without your consent. Like, is this really care? I say that's the wolf <laughs> uh, dressed as a, a sheep. They feel that something off in there. And they come to me for support and for guidance. Sometimes I share my story. Sometimes I share, you know, what, how things are here. And they're like, oh, yeah, I did feel it was abusive, was passive aggressive, as you said. I think there's this interesting thing too, because obviously all women in the system are facing a level of obstetric violence in some way, whether, you know, whether it's coercion, it's pretty rare that women aren't experiencing that from our experiences of working with women. But I can see that there could be an extra layer in there that they're missing the cues because it's a different culture. There's different ways of saying things. There's different expectations. And so I can see how you're just shedding this light for women. So can you share with us, how did you get into birth work? How did it start for you? Well, first of all, I never thought ever to become a birth worker in my life. It wasn't until I was expecting my first baby a few years ago that I went through the system. I was with a private system and they were very dismissive. Okay. And then I, I didn't say anything and I'm, I'm a very outspoken person. I usually say what I want. I want to think this way and I will talk, but for some reason, even an outspoken person like me, I couldn't say, I, did, I didn't have this safe space to say or ask because it was like, you know, nothing, we know more than you. When I finally, like I started studying, you know, researching, I enrolled to a lot of courses and it was <laughs> like, wow, just wait a minute. Like I can say things like this. Can I ask? So I start asking because I love asking. And then they shut me down completely and said, nah, that's not like this. Oh, but what about I saw this beautiful bathtub in the hospital. Can I use? No, the doctor does not agree with that. I'm like, okay, but what about me? I thought, you know, it was a private practice, so a private hospital. I was like, well, I thought I would have a better treatment because that's how it is back home. You know, mm-hmm. people and actually, not yeah. really. Private know? doesn't mean what so many women think it exactly. means, right? That, that's such an interesting point because in our minds, we pay the most, we get the best, the best for us. And it actually is the opposite of true. Unlike so many times when you pay more, you get more. It's like you pay more to be more controlled in a private system. Exactly. For the most part. Mm. That is not, you said everything. That's exactly how I felt. And when uh, the, the, how do I say, the cherry on top, I say it was actually not the cherry, it was not, no, <laughs> nothing fun about it, but I decided to walk away when I was about uh, 32 or 36 weeks pregnant. Wow, and I that's had, huge. Yeah, I had this, yeah, I had this appointment with um, my midwife. It's like the doctor was, he never said anything. It was just a bit more, most of the interactions was with the midwife. And if I asked the doctor something beforehand, he's like, oh, that's a midwife job to explain you about birth. And he would just walk away from me. And I'm like, wow. And this is the best doctor? Like, whoa. And when I remember when I was like about 32 or 36 weeks, I can't remember actually. And the midwife told me I have to book for an epidural. And I'm like, what? There is no anesthetist on duty. And I'm like, nah, this can't be right. Oh, no, no, no. It's a small hospital. It's a small town. And, um, you know, you can wait hours to get, a, uh, to get an epidural. So just book now so we know you're going to get it. And I said, well, I'm not going to get it because I want to go all natural. I believe my body. I trust my body. Me and my baby, we're having so much fun connecting. I know I can do it. Like I'm 100% sure I can do it. I'm just like, ah, she started laughing. She literally almost fell from her chair and I'm the type of person I would say something back like you're not gonna treat me like that but check what happened I said nothing I was paralyzed because I could not believe that was happening Barbara this is (laughs) sorry to interrupt the thing is like what you're saying is so many women's experiences I would say the same thing happened to me I am you know an outspoken person I'm educated And I was having all of these thoughts and I couldn't express any of them. But look at you, you walked away. 
And back then, I couldn't do that. I mean, my story is a story for another day, but you walked away. And I know you would have paid all of that money and you left it behind. And women dream of that and they can't do it. Some do it, but so many women can't do it. They're like, I paid for this. I've got to see it through. My story was I've got to finish what I start. That's kind of the block that I had that kept me in what I knew was wrong for me. So what did it take for you to walk away? Like, was that easy or was that hard? No, it was the hardest decision. I think one of the hardest decisions of my life because I couldn't share this with family or friends because I tried and they're like, are you crazy? Like, mm. what are you going to do? Like, are you going to be at risk? Are you putting a babe at risk? And I'm like, I'm a woman, I'm a mother. Like, I would never put my babe at risk. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think I can have a birth. There is no way I'm going to give birth with this person next to me. And because it was a private practice, a private hospital, I knew that midwife would be with me during the whole time. And I'm like, there's no way. I start feeling like, how can I even undress in front of her? You know, like I start having all these thoughts, like, will she judge me? Will she like, no, no. And she said, oh, women like you think they can birth without epidural. And they are the first ones to start screaming, like, where are you from again? And I'm like, "Uh, Brazil. Yes. Like, you see, you're like, you don't know how things work here. Believe me, I'm a midwife. And I will never forget these words because it's, it, it, to me, it sounded like a slicky, slicky salesperson. Like, trust me, believe me, I know better. And I'm like, ah, that's when you don't buy the product. Like, how did I manage to do that? I only managed to do that, not because um, I was really connected to my baby. And I, that was really wrong to stay, you know, in that situation. But also because of education, like I started doing courses beforehand, you know, I started researching, researching and researching because before that I didn't even know I could walk away, you know, I didn't know was a possibility. And I think one of these courses, I did a lot, I always say don't have to do a lot of them. I did it because I was so lost and that's the type of person I am, you know, I'm lost. Okay, let's find a solution here. And I start just enrolling to everything I could. Some of them, nah, others and, helped, but yeah. And can I ask, where were you walking away to? What was your plan? The other next choice was the public hospital. And I say, you know what? I think I can navigate this, you know, as long as they're not mean to me, as, as this, you know, care provider was, I think I can do it. So I literally, I, I literally walked it away because the hospital was, next to each other and I walked away from one office across the road crying and I'm like there's no way that they have to take me to be very honest like I had a really good um, welcome in this hospital I had a midwife who hugged me you know what I mean and she's like what's happening and I was just trying to tell this story and she's like okay I'm gonna try to to get an appointment as soon as possible uh, with you and she was really loving in I think a week after I had an appointment and this midwife who did the appointment with me, I stayed with her for like two and a half hours, you know, and it was beautiful. Like I had a good feeling. That's that's why I decided to go with the public. Otherwise, I don't know what I would have done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know, you know, anything. So it's really interesting to me too that you were actually walking from one hospital to another hospital, but you were still afraid to even talk about it with your family because I think even in Brazil the private versus the public system, there is concerns around that. So again, it's these assumptions that are made from one country to another don't necessarily match up because here in Australia, the statistics for interventions are far less at a public hospital than they are at a private, which that's something that a lot of people don't understand that actually you have a better chance You you know, there's still lots of issues, obviously, but you have a better chance of less intervention at a public hospital here in Australia. That's true. Yeah, that's so true. And I think I knew something about that. I've I've been through the numbers, you know, and I remember was like, wow. So that specific doctor that was was seeing during my pregnancy, he had higher chances of C-section than the the public hospital, the whole Mm -hmm. thing. So I was like, ooh, I think I'm doing better here. You know, moving forward, I just remember like when it was my birthday, I remember like, why do I have to go to hospital? You know, I had that moment of, you know, I was so like, why do I, why am I going there? It just sounds so unnatural to leave my house because I was progressing so well at home. 
And I didn't feel fear to stay, you know, like I spent a lot of time connecting to this pregnancy, to the baby. So the whole time, even when I was walking out of the door, I had this thing like, why are you leaving? But I didn't know that I could stay at home, for example. You know, I didn't know I could prepare. I had no idea, of course. And I was like, why am I leaving? And the whole time it was like, why am I leaving? Why am I here? What am I doing here? So my attitude was a bit like when I got there, I was like, nobody talks to me. I don't want anyone touching me. Let's just let, let me get in the water. And you're like, no, no, you have to do a vaginal examination to get in the water. What do you think you're doing? I'm like, no, I said, no, it's my, it's my birth plan. And like, and the only thing I wanted, I think I really wanted to be in the water, to be in the bathtub. And when I, they told me no, and I'm like, okay, let's get this done as quick as we can. Yes. And I think the whole experience was like, I shouldn't be here. And I was having a really difficult labor, posterior labor. So it was very intense, you know, and I realized they couldn't help me the way I thought they could. You know what I mean? Like I, I thought they would find ways, positions, because I studied a little bit about positions for laboring, things like this. And they were the whole time pushing for an epidural. And I'm like, I told you I don't want it because again, I researched the numbers and the interventions and, you know, like one intervention leads to another, to another, to another. And that's what I was afraid of. So I was like, I'm going zero. I'm going, I'm not even gas. I don't care. I'm not going taking I'm not going to take anything because I want to get there birth the baby and go home you know and no intervention so I was that set from the beginning to the end until they said oh we can't keep going you are too loud oh you're not progressing and coming in I'm like get out of here all of you and I literally managed to just get them out and I think one went out like storming off of the room like oh like a like a photo child and the other one was a beautiful soul she actually stayed and she stayed quiet she was quiet, just literally, I think she was watching from a distance. And in my head, I was like, let me birth this baby. Let me show how you do it, you know? When I had a baby, I was like, I shouldn't even be here. Like, they didn't do anything to help. What I was expecting, you know? So that, that was a feeling a bit guilty. Like, I should know that it couldn't help me. Why I'm even here. But anyway, I had my baby naturally. We managed to go home like a few hours later. So to me, I was like, I have to tell women that they can navigate the system maybe, you know, like did what I did. I walked away, I went to the public system and I told them to stay away from me. And I said, let me show you how to, you know, how babies are born and don't touch me. I'm going to show you how to do it. And that's exactly what I did. That worked for me. Yay. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it worked. And, um, and I also wanted that empowering experience because to me, I was like, wow, you know, coming from where I came from in a very invasive system where everybody just talks about interventions all the time and having this baby without anything, it was just like, wow, you know what I mean? And I hold that feeling for a long time. And I remember trying to share this with other women and I was just shut down all the time and like, oh, your story is very triggering to other women, you know? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm trying to help here. And they're like, well, but it's, it's a trigger because most women don't get the same. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't know that I couldn't share, you know? So I was like, well, is that, a, it's always okay to share the bad stories, but what about the good ones, you know, that we can get a, a hospital birth? And so that was me in my, in my journey to, um, you know, starting, started working as a birth worker. So I studied to be a childbirth educator. Then I started, I studied to be a doula. So even before I become a doula, I was already like doing childbirth education courses. And that really filled my heart for a long time. You know, I knew because that's what I wanted. I wanted to help women. I, I want to show what is possible. And that's how it started. Like it was a long story to show, <laughs> to explain my beginning this life <laughs> as a birth worker. <laughs> yeah. I, and I think, you know, our own experiences really do come into how we begin our work with women but often something then starts to happen once we get more and more experiences beyond our own things can change and yeah I just love to hear a little bit from you about what it looked like when you were doing that work with women and then the change that occurred for you well, as I said, I was doing that for a while and I was really happy, like teaching um, childbirth education courses. And I really thought that by doing that way, like that wasn't my course, I was affiliated to uh, another company, you know, so, uh, and I loved it. And I really thought that by helping women to navigate the system, they would have a good birth. 
and I did that for a while. And I believe that until I start working with um, a lot of foreigners like me, and then I realized that they need more. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of coercion in the system. And the, the childbirthing education classes only alone was not preparing them for what they actually need. And maybe for some of them, they may not even have the experience they want if they are in the system. And I wanted a space to talk about this. You know what I mean? I want to give them more choices because all of these courses, they're not giving them too many options in regards to like, you know what? You can say no to everything. You can walk away. You not even do like me, walk to a different hospital. You can get so much better than this. You know, you can be treated with respect or you can choose or not choose, you know, who is going to be with you for your birth. And uh, I started feeling very, um, I need to do more. I need to do more. I need to do more. But every time I open my mouth to say something, you know, I was just being shut down because I said, oh, I was sounding a bit negative, you know. And I was like, well, I have women saying they've been treated, you know, not nicely in hospitals. And uh, what about me? So when, even when I was trying to share my story, you know, they're like, oh, but, you know, midwives are there to, to you can't say that midwife was you know, treating you badly because it's going to be negative. What, what others will think, you know, like they, they, they won't trust the midwife. So wait, you were hearing the experiences of women after they were doing the education program where they were educated about birth, they were educated, they could say no, but they were coming back from their births and sharing with you, it didn't go well, they were treated badly. And then if you tried to share that, you were being told that was negative. So sharing women's true experiences of not getting the births they wanted after doing the education program was seen as negative. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's really interesting, right? Because, you know, I know you and I guess the reason why we've connected is because we're here to tell the truth. We're here to share the experiences women have and we're not going to wrap it up in a pretty bow like gloss over these experiences. So that's pretty out there that these experiences were not comfortable being shared because why they might, that it might say that the childbirth education wasn't useful and then people wouldn't buy it. Maybe, you know, it was not only that, but I remember I was totally in the wrong space. You know what I mean? Not only with the childbirth education, but uh, when I was attending courses with care providers, you know, and I thought I could, you know, share these and maybe that would help them to, nah, I was just like, oh, it's not like that. You know, when I was bringing up like racism in childbirth, you know, and like they shut me down the same way my clients would be shut down. You know what I mean? And I'm like, it's all there, you know, but I'm not, it's just, this is not the childbirth education course I was related. It's not only that, that's the space I was where I was being trained with, you know, courses that I, I wanted to get better as a doula, you know, and so we, all of us, we make the same decisions. We go at course after course, after course, after course, after course. And we think by learning stuff from the courses, we're going to make us better doulas when in fact, the experience, you know, with women will, it's more important than, all these courses that we can possibly do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I get that a lot from the birth workers I work with is that when they're feeling uncomfortable about what's happening, okay, I'm doing all this work with women, but they're still not having the births that they want. Mm -hmm. And then you're looking for the answers. What else do I need to learn to help them? What else do I need to do? okay, I just need to learn more. And so, I mean, what that is, is thinking we're responsible for the outcomes for women. Oh, exactly, and, yeah. Yeah, and, and so, yeah, that's the that's the wrong space you're saying that you were in was trying to learn more to get women more, but get women more in a system that's abusive, that's built exactly. on abuse. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started, like, seeking for answers and I was just like okay what I'm trying to get here you know I was being hired for save women they, that's what they came from me to me for they wanted to be mm -hmm. saved like so they knew they felt they could see a little bit that that's not the right fit for them but 
What the numbers say, statistics say that if you hire a doula, 30% less chance of this, 20% chances of that, less of that, you know, so, so that's what they hired me for. They hired me for to do this work of saving them, you know, and uh, I, you know, even though they, they were doing the uh, childbirth education courses with me, we were doing all the doula work. A lot of times I was like, I, I, I was really like childbirth rights, human rights, your choice, that's your choices. Look, look, look here, I would, I would give all of that, but they would still go in the system. You were working with women who knew the system wasn't going to give them what they wanted. Then they would come to you to save them from the system that they chose and they would need your protection for that, that's a lot of responsibility on you. I know. And uh, it, of course, I had to do you know, a lot of work to understand that's not. And a lot of times if I would say, you know, this situation happened to me, you know, I was hired to do this and that, but that's what happened during birth. And people would say, that's the doula job. You don't say anything. You don't opinionate. You can't advocate for women. You can only support her in her choices. And I'm like, wow that's beautiful but not that's not what I came here for you know what I mean I need to do better I need to tell women what actually is going on you know and if they want to move you know get to A to B you know from A to B there's more work that needs to be done and that's when I decided to change the way I was working. (laughs) Tell me a little bit more about that change. I realized I got it all wrong. You know, I was reading a lot of blogs of like, but you know, when you see everywhere in, in social media, like you have to fight for the birth you want. And uh, I kind of believed that for a, for a minute. Well, you, you fought, know, I navigated you, the system, you know. Right, yeah, yeah. You, fought, you fought for the birth you wanted and you got yeah. it. Did you feel lonely when I was starting to realize all these things and it didn't match up for me? I just felt like I didn't have anyone that could understand what I was trying to say. And like you, you know, I was trying to go to these places where there were lots of doulas that I would want to have these discussions with, but it just seemed like I was having a different conversation and I felt really lonely and it was really hard for me to find the space. I didn't even know what I was looking for. Is that a little bit like where you were at? Is that you knew it was wrong and you wanted to change, but you didn't even know what the change looks like? Yeah. So that's exactly like the way you describe it. Not even like feels like you're describing me, but um, I know that so many of us go through the same. It's just like us being gaslighted. You start thinking like, well, what I'm doing wrong because why nobody's getting what I'm saying? You know, like how can we actually really, really help these women? You know, it's not only like, oh, you tried everything, but you know, it didn't work. I'm like, no, they deserve better because I know I've seen, you know, that how birth can be at this stage. I had already moved to home birth. And what makes me change was I had these three births in a period of two weeks in the same hospital. And same thing happened. It was just like a deja vu after deja vu after deja vu. Like I had the same situation unfolding. And, you know, like same story, beautiful births, everything going well until someone come to this woman and whisper and say, darling, you just can't do it anymore. You tried everything. You're such a strong mama, but let us handle this for you, you know, or do this and this and that. To me, that was like, you know what? You know what? I need to do better. Because just being here witnessing this, it's not good enough. And I was doing a great job. I knew I was, you know, this woman, they felt empowered. They said like, you know, I feel great about my upcoming birth, but it's the same story. If you're birthing a baby and someone comes in your ears and say, you can't do it, like, that's it, you know? Of course, we can always change that as a doula. We can do a way better work. We can guide this woman. We can just shut off all this, you know, external talk. Yeah, but can we? If this is an abusive system that comes and whispers in women's ear, how can we be expected as birth workers, as a doula, one woman to come in and protect a woman from that. I want to challenge that idea because if we want to go into systems that are going to abuse us, we're going to hire a woman to come in and protect us. Is that fair? I got to the point where I was like, if you know where you're going and you know what's going to happen to you or potentially happen to you and you want to be protected from that, you need maybe some security, a bodyguard. If all that was between that woman's abuse and her protection was me, 
that was a pretty big burden to be loaded with. And that became a real struggle for me personally was I'm between that woman being assaulted or not. Gosh, that's where for me it started to be like, I can't do this anymore. I can't be that one. If we know we're going in to potentially be abused, we're going to rein another woman in to protect us from that. It just it just stopped sitting right with me. Exactly. And I felt exactly the same, that all the meditation that I was teaching, all the beautiful techniques, you know, to help these women to, you know, be in a good state of mind. It's just like singing a song when somebody is being abused. Okay, the song can be beautiful. The, the, you know, the music can be amazing, but the person is still being abused. So what I'm doing here, you know, and it's, it's very hard for me to say this, actually. I think that's one of the first times that I can that come publicly to, to talk about this. Because in some cases, my clients, like I protected her spaces so well, you know, and a lot of them had a good birth, you know, but I saw what was happening, you know, I knew what was happening, I knew exactly what was happening. And I didn't want to like come publicly and really talk about it because I didn't want them to say, oh, she's talking about my birth, even though I would never talk about anyone's birth, you know, but just describing how things unfolded. So I didn't want that to be a trigger because some of them, they didn't see it as that bad because they were not, you know, yelled at. They were not you know, restrained in bad because that's what, that's what I thought abuse was. Mm-hmm. So I was there literally holding the space, you know, and advocating the way I could, of course, but making sure, you know, she was going to get a good experience out of that. But me inside, I was broken. Yeah, what sort of toll did it take on you to be the one tasked with protecting that woman and holding this responsibility? It was your job to make sure she had the good birth. So if she didn't have a good birth, did you not do your job? Oh, there was a lot. Like my mental health was bad. Like I was, I started self-doubting like myself. Like I knew I was skilled. I knew it was good. I knew I was doing you know, what I was doing with my heart. I knew I was genuinely helping women, but personally, I was like, every time something didn't go according, not to the plan, but like, you know, every time I knew they could have got a better birth, they could because the, the good birth was there. Things were happening until... You know, the time ticking, you know, you know how it works, oh, right? The billion things yeah. that the system uh, says the woman the isn't ticking doing. Ticking boxes, you know. Yeah, yeah, sure. So so what happened to you? So at this point, you're, you've got a thriving business. Everyone's hiring you for birth education. You're attending births in hospitals. That started feeling less good to you. So you're starting to attend home births. You have another baby as well, your own home birth. And then what? Yeah, so that, what changed it to me was being pregnant during the beginning of COVID of like 2020. So it was really challenging. You know, like I was not um, attending as many births. I was just focusing on birth education because I was like, you know, I think I can do a way better work here. Telling these women, you know, like giving them options and make, helping them to make better decisions. But and then COVID hit and then I had all this requests for to attend the birth and I was pregnant and that's when can I say like shit hit the fan <laughs> honestly like I start getting all these messages from women being abused during antenatal appointments and just being doing this in the inductions and then this and then that in blah 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 in blah 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 and I'm like no there's no way I have and that's when I was like I have to change this mm. there was no way I can because I, I was still attending some hospital birds still but there was no way that I could keep going like that you know I so said that they need to change COVID was like a sanctioned license to abuse women in the hospital system it's like what they kind of held back on before they just went for gold during that period they were equipped from the government to keep partners out, to keep doulas out, and they could, you know, threaten separation of babies. And, yeah, the escalation against women, it was like all bets are off. We get to do what we wanted to do to women all this time, but now we get to do it sanctioned. And it was and is still extremely alarming. And women are still turning up there for that, though, but lots aren't. 
Yeah, and it was, that was exactly what happened. And I was like, you know what? That's the sign I was waiting for. That's it. I have to be, you know, this, this saying this more Barbara. I really need to, to find <laughs> yes. a better way of helping them better, you know, because a lot of them, they don't know it. There's no judgment here, like ever. It's just literally showing them what's in there for them. Okay, that's what you get when you go. Okay, do you want to be lucky or do you want to choose better? That's the options. Let's talk about this Be More Barbara because that's when you started coming to talk to me. You're an outspoken woman, but you felt really silenced, I think, in what you wanted to say to birthing women and what you thought you should say to birthing women and what you really wanted to say. And so, you know, when we first started having our conversations of where you were at and what you wanted, that's what came up. You were like, I want to be more Barbara. I want to say the things I want to say, but I feel afraid to. What is that? I mean, was that people pleasing? Was that afraid of what people would think of you? Because you are this outspoken woman in your life and yet in your birth work, you were keeping yourself small. Yes. And it was for a lot of reasons. Of course, we all have a little bit of people, you know, some, some people a lot or other people a little bit, but of course it was a little bit of people pleasing. Also, because if I start saying what I wanted to say, the people that I used to attract, the amazing women that I was attracting before, uh, they, they wouldn't come for me. The same type of women, you know, and that the ones who they're not willing to do any changes. They're just willing to learn in the techniques so they can have a beautiful birthing hospital. That's the type of woman I was attracting, uh, which is great for them. You know, the techniques work, you know, like relaxing, breathing. Oh no, come on. Like we know how the benefits of breathing, breathing nicely during labor, but that's the people that were coming to me. You know, that's what they wanted. And uh, the more I, I start speaking, you know, um, about birth or how, you know, how it could be, what if you could get, what do you really want? You know, people were like, what are you talking about? It's just birth. Like some women, they, they didn't even believe they could have a good birth. They didn't even believe that was possible because, you know, birth is birth. And I'm like, not really, you know, but there's more in childbirth. There's more out there. And that's what, what I wanted. But every time I try to speak, that's when I start social media. So I would lose followers. You don't have anyone. I would just, every time I remember every single time I was, putting a video out there or stories and I was so self-conscious about what people would think and I would lose followers straight away you know people would jump in my lives and literally like oh she's talking about like so that's what I didn't want and I was like I had a business you know I had people hiring me to save them from birth I don't want to sound like rude or anything I, I absolutely love being a doula you know let's, I, I think let's clear the ground here <laughs> you aren't criticizing women for what they choose for themselves. And so we believe women can choose whatever they want. And if women do want to go to hospital or use these techniques and have the birth they have, we don't have a problem with that. But we also get to say, we want to attract women who want more than that. And it's not a criticism of the women who don't, that's fine. We just want to start working in a different way. We want to work with the women who don't want to have just a birth that's just a birth. We want them to have the birth that they're in control of, that they choose. And so none of this is a criticism of women. This is just feeling into offering work for women that want what we have to offer. Exactly. You know, and, and because of my own personal experience, you know, my births, I knew how, like the transformation that happens, you know, when you feel in control uh, when you have a good birth experience you know when it, that birth that's good for you that's just right for you you know because even though like as I mentioned my first experience it was it was rough you know I wasn't it was rough I had I was in a hospital but still like to me it was like I found my voice right here when I told everybody to get out of the room you know and watch me birth because I'm gonna birth this baby today you know but it's gonna do better than me that was Barbara like being born like the real one the one that was I wasn't afraid anymore, you know, and that's what changed me, you know. So I wanted women just to experience more of that because, you know, it's just not birth, you know, that's there's something bigger in there. And I couldn't find, you know, I could, of course, I, I witnessed a lot of amazing births in the system, but the ones that were not that good for women, that, that broke me, you know. So I said, I want to do more of my work and 
telling them like what is possible, you know. And so what happened in your second birth and did that change things for you even further? Yes, definitely. There was a totally different experience. You know, I was in my own space. It's funny because even when I tell, I tell my clients about like some, sometimes they ask and I said, they ask about the pain. Women are so worried about the pain. And I'm like, guys, you know, I had a posterior labor the first time, you know, so I know exactly what, what you know, the pain can be. And I'm so happy we can use the word pain and intensity because in some People say, don't use the word pain. You know, it creates more pain. And I'm like, well, we're not validating the feeling that women are feeling, you know, just let's address this right. So that was something that was not sitting with me as well. Um, but the second time around was just, I was just so ready. I was just so like embracing everything, like everything I knew. I just, my, I trusted, you know, I did a lot of work. <laughs> all these years, you know, and during the pregnancy, just literally connect even more. And I was telling my body and my baby, like, you know what, this time around, there will be nobody who's going to tell you I can't do it. You know, it's just going to be me, you know, me and you and whoever I choose to be in our space. And yeah, I had such a smooth labor. It was intense, but I don't recall anything about that, to be honest. It was just beautiful. It was just the most beautiful experience ever. And again, you know what I mean? Like I felt like when my baby was born, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sure that women, again, can have a good experience, you know, because it's, it's within us, you know, that's our body. That's, that's our, our body can do amazing things. We can create big things, you know, we can do difficult things. So that put me even in a like right path. I was already in the right path, but it was, self-doubting a lot about what to do or how to say how to speak to women and then my second birth just showed me like you know what like just go for it you know you are even more powerful than you were before yeah that, that was huge I did had um a midwife that um <laughs> I made it clear that I said you know don't talk, if you want to come you come uh don't talk to me don't I didn't call her like my husband had a good relationship with her and he ended up calling her the funny thing is I envisioned my birth like that, just having someone there at the end. And I literally only recall seeing a midwife when my baby was out already. So I think that's when she arrived because I hear a little bit of noise. And I think that's when she dropped the bags and coming to see or something. But it was like with so much love, you know what I mean? Like she knew I didn't want anyone to touch my baby. I, I said like, I'm touching the baby, no talking. Like, so it was such a freaking good experience, you know what I mean? to go through that it was so different than, than the second time around and um yes again like was was a transformation you know that made me say like why we, other women can't have the same they can women can have that but you know are willing to to do the work are willing to go through I believe we don't even have to do the work if we don't have to do the work you know what I mean like we we know birth but how was your introduction into this, into becoming a woman? You know, do you trust your body? The same body they said it's not good enough. The same body that is said, you know, you're not pretty enough. Your body's not good enough. Too fast, too small, too big, you know. So it takes a, takes some work to, to to trust this body, you know. So, yeah, it's like it's um, I always say it's, it's less the learning and it's more the unlearning. Yeah, that yeah, that and that's what what felt to me was just even more like the first time around it was just wrong to walk anywhere else to birth my baby. So the second, the first, I mean the first time around, the second time around I was just like, you know what, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just staying here, and that's where my baby's gonna be born. What I'm interested in too is like how that birth changed your work. Let's talk about this shift. Yeah, so when my baby was born, I, I still have clients like booked and I was working uh, online, you know, just, just working from home with the baby and still like hearing all, all, what all these women were going through. And I'm like, you know what, we all deserve to know the truth. You know, we, we all deserve to know what's, what's out there. And I start being more Barbara. I start just, you know, trying to tell them that they could have it differently, that they can have a better experience just by choosing differently and the beautiful thing is I could guide some women even online and you know like with all the preparation all the birth preparation and um and with these calls 
and they would come and birth their babies, you know, on their own terms, like how I call one of my programs as well. And in uh, showing them the possibilities, and I was like, well, I'm doing something right here. And I would have beautiful messages after and beautiful photos of the babies now being born at home because this woman they chose to say, you know what? I'm not going to get the birth I want in this hospital. They're not, leaving, they're not letting my partner walk in. They have to do all these invasive tests on me in order to let me birth a baby. You know, uh, doesn't make any sense to me. So they start, some women who were too, uh, looking for me, they start um, coming to me to hear what I had to say, you know, to help them to prepare in a different way. And then it was huge, you know, it was good. But by saying that, as soon as I came back to, to work, I, my baby was a few months old, and I said, you know, I have to make a decision here. It was a huge shift to go from, you know, the work as a doula where I had an income, I had people looking for me to go to hospitals with them or even some home births and teaching the childbirth education course that I, after I had my second baby, I said, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I just didn't know, I just didn't know how to transition uh, from the good income I was on. And I just didn't know how to, because I was getting some clients, but I wasn't getting many. I was getting one here, another one there, you know, and my maternity leave was you know, at the end, so I wasn't going to have any, any, any more income, you know, after that, you know, so I was like, what am I going to do? And I think that's when I met you, right? And I was just like, I really like what, what you say, <laughs> this stuff of things you say really resonates with me. And uh, we start chatting and, you know, I learned a lot of good things, you know, I could see there was a lot of things holding me back and it was a lot of things that I didn't want to hold into anymore. The main thing was like the fear, you know, like I was just afraid of uh, what's going to happen if I just say what I have to say. Because I remember in the past, when I was telling these stories, when I was in the wrong space, they telling me, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. And I even heard from other birth workers saying, hey, but that's because you're not from here. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm not from here. So what is the point? What's that got to I do with abuse? <laughs> exactly and then they were just dismissing and said oh but once they told me oh but if you if they don't understand what you say or what your clients say just ask for a translator and I'm like really ask for a translator like in labor what are you talking about so that's what I didn't want I didn't I was so afraid of like put my face out there because I'm not from here you know and I was just so afraid of moving to the right direction. I knew what I wanted to be. I knew what I want. I just had no idea how I would go from like from A to B. I just had no idea because I was just trying and I was just saying a few things that I wanted to say, but then going back to where I was before, you know, because I was too afraid. So, so tell me about moving from A to B. How did you transition from A to B? Well, it was definitely with your help you know, in your coaching that helped me. Like I needed to hear a lot of things, why things are not working my way. I was not really committed to, to change. I wanted to change, but I was just interested to see what's out there for me. And maybe if it didn't work, I would just become a birth worker because it was paying the bills, you know, why not? Uh, why? And I had this the little voice in my head the whole time. I'm like, why are you doing that? Why don't you just stay the same? Because that's good enough, Right. It's not bad. So I had this little voice all the time on me and I just didn't know how to get rid of this voice, you know, because I thought it was just being like unrealistic. And I wanted to say the truth. I really wanted to, to help women to have the best experience ever, not only in birth, but also in motherhood to start the right way, you know. You know, you said, I need to hear a lot of things. So what are these things that you needed to hear? To me, like the, the biggest thing was to make a decision. Okay, like say, you know what, that's where I want to go and that's where I'm going and how I'm getting there, like you were the how, you know what I mean? Like I knew my why, my why is really strong. I know why I'm doing this. I know what I want to be doing, but I was like, how am I going to shift it from that? So I was like, uh, and I was talking to other birth workers and a lot of them were in the same situation. Like nobody could actually help. They're just saying like, well, but that's the, the work that a doula does, you know, it's just support. And I'm like, no, nah, I need to do better. Like I need to do more, you know, I need to do more. The biggest thing was to make a decision because I, I need to say, I want to do this and how bad I want it. I want it really bad <laughs> to, to get this change. How do you think working with me helped you make the decision? Well, there was a lot of truths being exposed. You know, I was giving excuses of why 
I couldn't achieve things. Oh, because I'm like this. Oh, I have ADHD. Oh, my brain doesn't work. Oh, my baby didn't sleep. I'm so tired. Oh, my husband is so mean. I always, always have excuses for everything. And Lisa would come and just like cut it, just like stop it. Like, nah, you're just giving excuses. And a lot of times, like, it was like a lot of truth, like truth bombs after truth bombs, but a lot of love as well. You know what I mean? I, I felt like I wasn't being judged. It was just like how it needs to be done. So that was the biggest thing for me. It was just like, I realized how much excuses I was giving, you know, and I didn't actually want to, to let go. I, I wanted to go, but I didn't want to go. You know, I wanted the income, but I didn't want the income. What am I going to do? And I was just giving all these excuses why I couldn't do it because I had all these things going on in my life. You know what I mean? Working with you where we could like literally like remember we were talking a lot to have this boxer option, which is amazing. So every time I'm not even joking, like I think you told me to do that. Every time I had these bad thoughts, you know, all these little devils just telling me that I couldn't do it and you know why you're doing this and I just stop doing what you're doing, I would write down and then go back to you and say, that's what I'm thinking. And um, it would go and uh, help me in, in the process. It was a lot of like me wanting to do the job as well, because it's not easy to do it, especially telling someone like the truth, like you're giving excuses to yourself. That's why you're not getting where you want to get, you know, and every time I was coming back to trying to please others with my, you know, sugar coating content, you were like, that's not really you, is it? And yeah. I was like, no, nah, it's not really me. That's right. And that's, and we had this mantra that you, that, you know, when you came to me and you said, I want to be more Barbara. And then we would have these conversations. You tell me what you wanted. And then I would see on social media, it wasn't Barbara. You weren't saying what you wanted to say. And so, you know, I would be in the background saying, hmm, so I saw you say that. What happened to be more Barbara? I'm not telling you what I want for you. I'm following what you told me you wanted for you. How could you work with women that wanted to hear the truth if you weren't telling the truth? Exactly. The, the main thing to me was like, I didn't want to be negative. You know what I mean? I didn't want to be that person like, bitter. oh, she's just talking all these bad things that can go wrong. But it can go wrong, right? I'm not lying. I'm just saying how it is. And I, there's always been like this. I always feel this needed to say the way things are. And I always, so I receive a lot of criticism in my life that for being Barbara. And that's what I wanted to avoid in my work. I wanted to be professional. You know, I was kind of, I have this business mind, you know, I do that like, bah, bah, bah. and I'm like, how can I be professional and be me at the same time? So I was clashing mm. and I could not find the balance. But that's when magic happens. The magic happens when I start saying what I really wanted to say, you know, without being, uh, I was afraid of being rude, you know, afraid of saying the wrong things. And I was like, sometimes I, mean, I am misunderstood, but I, sometimes I, I think that's a language barrier as well. You know, I don't, I don't know the right words to put there. I start, you know, but since I start showing up like myself as what I wanted to do, people start coming to me and I was mm -hmm. like like the right people remember I was I remember I think I think I shared with you almost like I just attract like my ideal clients and I start putting my face there and start using more words that I would normally use and then these people were coming to me and I didn't have to like convince them that they needed a good birth they felt they needed they needed a good birth they said I deserve better like I think that was the biggest shift when I was just like is that it I just <laughs> need to literally embrace it who I am and just take from inside out and just literally that's how I help and then so that was the biggest thing that I would just say to women like if you they're listening or whatever they are in this in this situation because I know a lot of women who are um, a lot of birth workers or doulas they are in this situation or they know they just know and feel you know they can get it better they can help the women better you know they can do more that's when I said uh, the magic happens out of the comfort zone, right? So, and you took me, oh my gosh, you took me out of my comfort zone so many times. It was so uncomfortable at times that I was just like, I remember being whinging on Voxer, just that nonstop whinging, and you literally like didn't reply to me. And I was like, oh, she didn't reply. She's not buying because it was just all BS. It was, you know, it was just me giving excuses. And then I, know, I go back to you and I said, you know what? 
I just realized this and this and this and that. And you came back to me and said, yes. Because <laughs> you made you gave me the time to wind and, and think about it, what I was actually saying. And then I was like, oh, it is excuses again. You know, that's why I'm getting, I don't, I'm not getting what I wanted is because I'm just saying all this, creating all these excuses, you know? So, and you know, from my perspective, women do know themselves best. They already have all the answers inside of them. You, you already knew what you wanted. You already had the vision for what you wanted to, it to look like. I didn't give you any of that. What I did was help you believe in yourself know that you had these gifts to give to women. And I think, you know, all of these stories that you're telling us today about the way you were treated when you did ask questions or tried to share the stories that you knew were true and happening, you know, you were experiencing being shut down and, and you know, racist comments. And so a lot of the work was just undoing this kind of view you got of yourself that, that you were trouble. And that actually speaking your truth and being more Barbara was a problem. And I think through the work we did together, you were able to see, actually, Barbara's a pretty cool person. Barbara's pretty amazing. Barbara has a lot of gifts to share. And you were just able to show up believing that about yourself. And then the women came and they wanted what you had to give. And, you know, I think it's been really exciting for me to see how just kind of caring for you along the way allowed you to shine and be the person that you are. And, you know, now that you're doing this work, that's really niche, you know, helping women from other places, like you said, that, that aren't on their homelands and, you know, helping them figure out what birth it is that they deserve. There's just something really magical in that and so needed. And I just love that you're out there doing that. I think my energy got really like light, you know what I mean? I was carrying a lot of like all this extra baggage, just like, you know, I'm not good enough. I mean, not good enough, but I'm like, whatever I say is going to sound negative. I, I, you know, like I'll be judged. I'll be this, you know, I'll be that. I can't share my story. Yeah. So it feels so much more like energetically. It's just right. You know what I mean? It's just right. I, I don't need to, to force anything. I just don't need to pretend, you know, I'm out there. Cause I remember, you see the way I'm talking. I have a lot of energy. I have a lot of words and I move a lot when I talk. And in the past I was told like, are you a doula? Oh, you're really outgoing for a doula, you know? And I'm like, what do you mean like that? You know what I mean? So those comments were like, mm. but now it just feels because I'm really doing what I want to do. You know, I, I don't attend as many birds as I used to before, especially because I have the little ones. I attended the birds that are right for me to actually go and, uh, and be there for them. When me and the women, we are aligned, you know, the type of birds that I, that I go, like I learn more than I don't, I don't have to teach them. I learned and I've been learning with women. And I said, oh my gosh, I've been doing so many. Remember, and I said, I said, I was doing all those courses, trying to learn and be the best birth worker, the best doula, the best this, the best that. When in fact, all the knowledge is with women, helping women to trust themselves, you know. You helped me to remove a massive weight from my back. That weight did not even belong to me. You know, that responsibility I was carrying to ensure women's birth were the best birth they could, they could possibly have in an environment where it does not respect women, mm -hmm. women's wishes, you know, does not really support women. That was huge. So like, thank you so much for helping me to see that and to literally help me to like live a lighter life you know what I mean oh my gosh so I love that now. oh that's amazing yeah. um, my pleasure before we finish up Barbara is there anything else you just like to share or say I want to say that women are amazing you know and this work of supporting other women I just that's exactly what we need you know not only in birth not only in pregnancy but in motherhood as in women supporting women as well you know and I I love seeing these and I love being part of these 
and I love telling everyone, you know, all the beautiful things you've done to me and you keep doing for all the women, you know, the circles you hold it, they're just amazing. And I just can't wait to go back to them. So yeah, thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks, Barbara. You are an amazing woman and working with you was so fun and you brought it and you were prepared for it. And, you know, seeing what you're doing now is just, yeah, makes me really happy. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening. I'm so happy you could join us. If you would like to know more about how to transform your business, birth, or life, you can connect with me via my Instagram at lisa.masters. I'd love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it in your stories and tag me. That's all for now. Until next time.